Listening to this episode, you probably understand having one source of income is too close to none. And as one of the wealthiest people in the world, Warren Buffett says, if you don't find a way to make money in your sleep, you will work until you die. With that being said, I am finally exposing the industry to this very unique very secretive way to make money in real estate that no one is talking about. No, I'm not talking about wholesaling. No, I'm not talking about fixing flips. No, I'm not talking about rehabs, right? No, I'm not talking about flipping contracts. I'm talking about event spaces. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to go ahead and show you for $300, I'm going to waive that $300 fee and give you access to my free masterclass where I'm going to show you how to find your own location. I'm going to show you how to fund your own location. I'm going to show you how to automate this entire process. The same process that I help hundreds and hundreds of people do, I'm now pulling back the curtains. I'm going to help you do the same thing. So what I want you to do right now, go to event space masterclass.com right now. Go ahead and register. And as soon as you're done, Go back to the episode. Once again, go to eventspacemasterclass.com. I will see you in our next class. I always tell people, like, if you're not making a lot of money, you probably need to look at your network of people that you have, mm -hmm. the relationships that you have with people. And, you know, because like money comes from people. Yeah. And so if you want to get good at making money, that means you have to get good with people. And so I always tell people, like, if you're not making a lot of money, then look at, look at how you're treating people. It has to work or it has to work. Welcome to an episode of Accelerate the Great. I'm your host, Nehemiah Davis. And again, I get the opportunity to bring you some of the most phenomenal, some of the most impactful leaders in the world. And today I actually get to bring you one of my business partners and just an all around amazing guy. He's like, he is my leadership coach. I call him when I need things like, hey, what about this? What about that? How do I communicate with this? And in this episode, I really want to unfold I, and I, I tell people all the time, I think leadership doesn't sound sexy, but I don't believe you can lead yourself or a company without it. And just certain things that I really love how he operates. So I said, man, I know how busy you are. I need to steal you for a little time and come on the pod and just break down just things you teach me. But the world really need to understand this so we all could become better leaders. So without further ado, I want to introduce y'all to my brother, J.O., Mr. Justin Owens. What's, What's up, up, bro? Dog? How you feeling, man? How you I'm feeling? I'm through this mic. Yeah. I'm good, bro. I'm good, man. I'm blessed. Blessed to be here. Grateful hey. to be here. You know what I'm saying? I'm proud of you for everything you've done and Appreciate continue to you, do, man, man and Appreciate keep touching you. the world. So, yeah, man, I'm excited, man. Let's hey, get to it. Thanks for taking time yeah, to get on the it. show, man. Let's yeah, so how, how you feeling? How's everything going? Man, things are good. You know, obviously, business is going good. Just left, you know, meeting with some people in town from, you know, international trip and yeah. just talking about growth and expansion and you know looking forward to uh, you know the next you know next few years so yeah. excited i got a question how do uh like one of the things that you're extremely good at is building relationships yeah. and you don't do it like a lot of people do it when they need something like yeah. you're you're very thoughtful sending packages to people home yeah. like and it's like thoughtful stuff like yeah. something that you know a person needs you checking in with people yeah. Like sometimes I'll I'll go meet with somebody. Oh, I just met with Jo already. <laughs> like it's like yeah. it's just a thoughtful thing, and you're not looking for anything in return. Well, yeah. How do somebody begin to start incorporating that? Because this is one, one thing for me. Like sometimes I get contacts and I don't keep in touch. Like yeah. I should. Yeah, it's a uh, you know that's a good question. I think it's tough at the beginning. I'm not gonna lie because you know when you first starting off as an entrepreneur in business or even in a career, like you do need stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're like man, okay, this is a great asset, a great person, but like I can't, I don't build relationships with the the end game to get something from somebody. Right. I'm just trying to say, okay, how can I how can I continue to build a generic or authentic relationship uh, with the person? 
But at the same time, like to give thoughtful gifts, you just got to listen. I think I think a lot of times sales comes down to listening. Um, uh, marketing comes down to listening. Business comes down to listening. Leadership. There, a lot of a part of it is, you know, a big part of it is communication and communication entire. You know, it, it requires you to listen. And so building those relationships with people in a way that it's not like I'm trying to get something from you. You you start to add in equity. Like I, I call it making deposits. Mm. A lot of times people try to make withdrawals from relationships that never made any deposits to. Wow. That's and so cool. I'm saying, okay, man, how can I continue to add? How can I continue to make a deposit? So if one day, if I ever need something, maybe I can reach out to the person. My hope is I never have to utilize that. You know, I could just be a, a value add to a person. Um, and then if I do need something, then 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 they won't hesitate a lot of times to, to help out. Right. That's good. So uh, that's powerful. That's and if people start incorporating that, it can be a game changer. Yeah. But here, the challenge for a lot of people, I tell you, because it, it was it was mine for a while, because when you're building relationships with people, a lot of times you're going to be a better friend to them than they are to you. Right. Right. So like a lot of times I'll be the person checking in on people like nobody really check in with you. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times people think that sometimes the, the top people are getting checked on the most. And a lot of times they're getting checked on the least. Like most mm. of the time people don't even get them thoughtful gifts. And so I realized that's just, that just comes with the territory. Like, okay, right. you're going to have to accept that you're going to be the person reaching out, uh, especially at the beginning, you know, as you start to grow, then eventually people start reaching out to you. But at the beginning, it was a lot of that groundwork and building the relationships, but it, it does turn out to be uh, very good because relationships are everything. We hear it all the time. Your, your net worth equals your network. Yeah. And so, you know, I always tell people, like, if you're not making a lot of money, you probably need to look at your network of people that you have, mm -hmm. the relationships that you have with people. And, you know, because like money comes from people. Yeah. And so if you want to get good at making money, that means you have to get good with people. And so I always tell people, like, if you're not making a lot of money, then look at look at how you're treating people. Mm -hmm. um, because, I mean, we've seen in entrepreneurship, anybody can make money. It's not very hard to make money. What's very challenging a lot of times is to keep it. Right. That's you, we see it in music. We see it in sports. And the people that find a way to keep it a lot of times are really good with relationships. You know, how do I go from the league to now I'm a sportscaster? Well, if I was bad with people, mm. if I was bad at the, the, when I was talking to the reporters and I wasn't a great, you know, face of the league, I'm probably not going to get that opportunity. But if I was good with people, now when I retire, I may get a call from somebody and say, hey, listen, we like your personality, like what you're doing. We want to have you on the show. So in the same thing with coaching, opportunities come later. So I, I look at business like that and say, okay, how can I just put myself in the best light um, and with people so that, hey, if, if there is an opportunity that comes about, I would be the person they call. Right. That's good. That's yeah. powerful. Ooh, that's powerful. Let me ask you, what do you think um, leadership, like how do you lead your team? Like I'm working on, you got a large organization, yeah. thousands of people you lead, and you've been doing that for, for a long time. Yeah. Like, you've been leading organizations and people for a while. And I call you sometimes, like, man, like, <laughs> I don't know if they're getting yeah, it. Like, yeah. like what? Or, or maybe I'm not getting it. Yeah. Like, like, I lost several people on my team, and I don't be the guy to blame people. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I've got to look inward and be like, so coach me through how do you lead people? How do you lead yeah. your team? So, so that's a good that's a good point. I, and I, I would say I will say one thing, too. I think that, you know, just because a person leaves your team doesn't mean you lost the person. Mm. You know, a lot of times people when a person leaves their team is like, OK, well, that relationship is not there. Well, it didn't have to be that way. Like there's people that are no longer in my business today, but we still have relationships. We still communicate. I still I still reach out to them. They can still call me for advice. I want people to know that even though maybe the business relationship is closed with us for today, because anything can happen in five years, that our relationship is still there. The, the bridge is still there. But when, when it comes to leading people, 
leadership is only it's only gained through practice and through mm. uh, using, like being in a position of leadership. That's why I like, you know, a lot of people sometimes will make fun of network marketing, you know, because that's that's where I got started in business. In fact, that we've got a company that does that now. Um, but it's like, that's where you get practice. Right. I deal with so many people, different personalities, different languages all the time. And it's like, Justin, how do you learn how to handle this, man? Because I've held, I've handled that situation probably a hundred times now. Yeah. So the first two times I was trash. Yeah. And then you start getting better. And so, you know, for a person that's just starting out, I, I would say, that is a great breeding ground for a person to start learning the communication skills, learning the leadership skills, because you ask the question, it's how does a person, you know, get 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 good or being being a leader is the first thing is obviously leading yourself. Yeah. You can't lead other people until you lead yourself. Yeah. But the other thing is understanding that leadership is service. Yeah. People always think it's a step up and it's really a step down. It's like, how do I how do I serve you? Like, you know, my assistant, I have a great executive assistant. And we have a conversation every year, and I'm like, listen. Every are, when? Every year. Okay, got And it's it. like, hey, listen, what are you trying to accomplish? Because I, and I tell her, I don't want you to be my assistant forever. Yeah. Now, my hope is that you'll be with me for a very long time, maybe even forever. But that, and even if you stay my assistant, it's not just going to be that. Like, I eventually want us to grow to a point to where we can be business partners, if that's something you want. My job is to figure out. What does a person want? And then how can I help you get there? Mm. And if I can, if you can have, if you can think about every conversation you have with people, it's like, okay, what do you want? Let me really find out what you want. Can I make it a safe area to where a person, like I literally sat down with a lady in one of my companies and she was like, I eventually want to be able to do this one day. I was like, cool. I hope you do that. She was like, really? Yeah. Cause the last place I was at, when I told them that they fired me, I was like, yeah, no. Cause that should be the goal for you to be able to grow. And, and some leaders, unfortunately, They've got bad examples of leadership, and so that's how they respond. They try to protect a position. I'm not trying to protect a position. I want to help people grow because if you help people grow, then you you never have to worry about you know your personal uh, situation. That's good, and, and you know I think what a lot of people do is I used to hear it all the time. What if you what if you train them up and they leave? Like what yeah. if you train? And I, I saw the quote. What if you don't and they stay? <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, that's like, a fact, bro. That's that's a bar, and uh, it was a. Uh, What's the, what's the guy's name that earns Virgin Virgin uh, uh, Richard Branson? Richard Branson. He had a quote. I don't, I don't know exactly how it went, but it was something like, "You you wanna you wanna develop your people so well that they can leave you and do much better, but you wanna treat them so well that they never want to." Mm, that's and so good. powerful. And so because a lot of times, man, it's like you hear people they'll they'll come to companies and and they they'll leave, and it's like, man, why did you leave, man? Because it was the way somebody treated them. It was the way that they felt in that environment. A lot of times it didn't have to do with the money. Like you think about it, sometimes people are trying to get a 50 cent raise an hour, a dollar raise an hour. Like by the time you get taxes taken out, you're only making an extra 70 cents. So it's like, is it really the money or is it, I just want to feel more valuable in the place that I'm working in? And you, when you start understanding that, it's like, okay, it's not just about money. It's not just about paying people well because people get paid well and they'll still be lazy or they still won't show. I mean, I know you experience this. I experience all the time. I'm like, I can't believe that you're not working for this, but it's about how do I feel about where I'm at and by me doing the best that I can do in this environment, how is that helping me move forward to what it is that I want to do? That's good. And, and you know, the personalities, you know, we, we talk about that a lot, but like understanding different personalities. Yeah. Talk about that. Will though. help you understand what drives people. Like yeah. some people are driven by money some people are driven by service. Some people are driven by, you know, um, like having a lot of information and being very detailed with the information. Some people are, are, are driven by, you know, just having the fun, being social people. And so that's me. And so, yeah. And so it's like, if, if I'm talking to you and you, you that's, that's how you're, you, that's one of your drivers. And it's obviously more to it than that. But 
It's like, okay, if I'm if I'm sitting here talking to you about the facts and hey man, let's sit down and have this meeting. Let's do like you're not you're gonna you're gonna almost like shut down I mean, Like, I don't even wanna be here. Yeah. But guess what? I learned that because we're similar in that way. Like I like to do the fun stuff, but I realized there were parts of business that I said, okay, you know, I don't necessarily enjoy this, but I have to because there are people on my team that they they need that. You know and I'm saying? learning that now. Yeah. It's like you know me, I, you know I'm anti-meeting, yeah, but yeah. I've been doing a lot of meetings to make sure things are <laughs> yeah. moving forward, to make sure you cast in the vision, to yeah. make sure people understand yeah. where we got to go. Yeah, really, really, the, the CEO, it, the job is is to be the chief visionary officer. All right, your, your job is to continue to share the vision. Well, how can I, how can I share the vision consistently if I'm not there? How can I share the vision consistently if I don't know what moves you and drives you to make this this thing yeah. um you know come to fruition it's like uh hey what it was it uh they they say you 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 basically should create a goal or a vision so big that other people's dreams can fit inside of it mm. how do i make something where it's like okay man you know all of these people with all these talents would say okay man i'm willing to serve my talents into this pool because if i add it to this pool man everybody will be able to eat from what we bring in so that that's really this kind of like my philosophy when i'm working with people it's like okay how do I drive them? Well, I got to have a relationship with you. Yeah. How, like, do I, do I know your kids? Do I, do I know, you know, and you're really good about that. Like you, you ask about people's kids, you ask about family, like yeah. you do that really well. And then it's so it's like now, now people understand, like, I really care about you. The challenge with a lot of this stuff, Neil, a lot of people know this stuff, but they're using it with the intent to get a result. Right. 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 I mean, like, okay, how can I, and it's, it's almost like it's, it's, it's almost like the manip- manipulation thing. Like I like like you. I don't know if you've ever heard of the book Forty Eight Laws of Power. Yeah, yeah, Robert Greene. Yeah, I personally, I I have I don't I don't agree with a lot of stuff. I think a lot of stuff works, right? And it, and you know people use that uh, tactic. I had a guy because I never read the book. It was a um it was a guy that was with me in business, and he's like, I don't agree with this book, but I want you to read it so you'll know when people are trying to use it on you. Mm. And so because that book can be very it can, if it's in the wrong hands, a person can use it for manipulation. Right. And so a lot of times people come into relationships or in business like, what can I get from Neil? Yeah, that's a lot of people. And, but, and the thing is, you know that instantly because you like, oh, okay, you just want something. Okay, got it. Because when there's nothing for you to get, now you're gone. Like, those are the people that they'll suck everything out of a relationship. And then when their value is no longer there in their eyes... Then they just move on to the next thing. I see it in internet marketing all the time. Right. Hey, let's collaborate for a little while. And then as soon as that's done, all right. That's why a lot of times you see people break up or they fall apart is because the whatever that that um, thing they were trying to get, it, they uh, somebody feels like they got it. And it's like, okay, let me go do something else. Mm. And I think if, if you want to have the long-term game, you've got you to be able to have, you got to be a person that's willing to, you know, add value and serve long-term and not just short-term benefits. That's good. Man. I'm just sitting here thinking all those times I messed up and yeah, stuff. Me too. But like I said, it's all practice, bro. Yeah. I Trust me, I messed up a yeah. lot. Like, there's people that probably met me when I was 18 and 19, and they're like, man, that's not, that's, that's a, it's a different Justin. Yeah. You know, I'm How long you been on personal development now? Um, spiritually, since I was a kid. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you know, my parents, they all, like the, 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 the Bible principles, you know, growing up, I went to the Kingdom Hall, um, and we'd go and, you know, we were studying, and then, you know, a lot of our, our work was ministry. So we're going door to door and stuff like that. So a lot of that was personal development. A lot of times right. people talk about Jehovah's Witnesses not going to do it. Like, that was me. I'm not going to the door talking to you. That How was personal development. Every week? Once a every, week? Yeah, every, every Saturday. Yeah. Every Saturday was the day. So that probably um, also created a sense of 
teaching you how to sell too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's it's you know, but really, it's not even selling, man. Like it, honestly, man, I ain't gonna lie. It's the best training program for any entrepreneur. I'm not gonna lie. Knocking on doors or network marketing. Or both. Both. Yeah. I just saw Kiyosaki just posted. I don't know if he yeah, said yeah. everybody needs to everybody. start with you network should. marketing. Yeah. Bro, you should. Because there's so many things. Because one, it's a relationship business. Yeah. You know, so it's a relationship business. So we just talked about it, your network. Yeah. I met so many amazing people through the industry. Matter of fact, there's a lot of top entrepreneurs that you see out there. I met them through network marketing. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, and then I met people through those people through network marketing. So network marketing is really good. Anything door-to-door, ministry door-to-door, door-to-door sales is really good because, it, again, it's you're getting in those reps Fast. right away. And network marketing is really good because it's just inexpensive. Like, I always ask you, like, all right, on a, in network marketing, right, on, on an average, on a Let's say if something's expensive on the higher end of network marketing, on the low end, you're probably going to be looking at $50 to $100 a month. On the high end, max maybe $300 a month. Yeah. What businesses do you have right now that cost you $300 a month? Nothing. <laughs> everything always Every, costs more. Everything costs more yeah. than that. And so, like, now if I'm getting into entrepreneurship, okay, well, man, if I make $1,000 in network marketing, my profit was 700 bucks if it's on the high end. Yeah. But guess what? If I make $20,000, my, my expenses stay the same. And so it allows a person to grow in a business that has high cash flow. Because I always tell people, like, even if you look at some of the businesses we have, man, we spend, we make a good amount of money, but, man, we spend a lot. Yeah. It's very, Our very expensive. We, yeah. we, we, doing conferences, we made millions of dollars, but we spent, spent over a million dollars. Multiple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just that, on our last that was just for, But that was just for the venue. That's not, you know, to get people exposed to it and, yeah. you know, the other stuff that we do inside of it. And so it's like people don't see that side of business. And so I said, that's why I say network marketing is really good for a person to come in, learn the skills, learn the communication skills, mess up, but get those skills quickly, and, and then you'll, you'll be off to the races because you got to get in a leadership-type role quickly to experience it and, and master it mm, that's good man it's just it's so many i feel like i keep saying mm, that's good because <laughs> everything is like i'm sitting there because i'm in this spot where i'm just working on being a better leader yeah right? like yeah. i'm working on like you sent me to john maxwell train i was yeah. sitting there listening to that yeah, yeah. Now, and he's and he's he's incredible at it bro he, yeah. he's uh he's really good he's got so he's got the most leadership material out of anybody ever in the world I got at least five of his books. Like yeah. he, he was cranking them books out. Yeah, no, he does. He, he writes. He, I think he's writing. He's got like two more books he's writing right now. Right. He's literally always writing. He's literally he's, writing them, writing them himself. Yeah. Yeah. He has so many. I just assume somebody nah, was just man. cranking them. Nah, out I thought for the same thing too. But yeah. then he, you'll see him, and he has these little notepads yeah. of information and stuff he's he's doing. And obviously, his team will take his notes and yeah, they'll, they'll they'll put it together. But like he's literally writing the stuff out still to this day. He's like he'll be on vacation with his wife and. He's, they go away for an hour. Maybe she's at the spa. He's sitting by the pool and he's just writing his book. He's just writing, writing, writing because he's always refining, you know, his ideas and thoughts and growing. So, what are you doing now to keep growing? Like, what are some things some leaders could be doing right now to just, if you already think you at the top of the game in your leadership, what some things you should be doing to continue to grow as a leader? Yeah, well, you're never at the top. I think it's important to realize that there's that's always good. somebody that's better. Yep. But you have to have um, a growth plan. Mm. You know, like you, it's a, it's a being intentional, you know, it's like it's good, a growth plan. You, you've got to, so you've got to have, you know, uh, a growth plan for yourself, but you also have to have a growth plan for your team. And so it's things that I'm doing 
um, every single day. And if you're lead, that's why I love leadership so much is because if I'm leading other people, they can tell when you're getting stagnant because you start repeating the same stuff, mm. you know, wow. and, and not just repeating like, you know, there's principles. And so you're always going to be teaching around the same things. But it's like it's like if a person was to go to church and somebody was giving the same sermon every Sunday. Yeah. It was fire last week, but now I come back here again, but it's the same one. Yeah. Then I come back a year later and it's the same one. It's like, okay, this guy, he ain't read no other scriptures. Bro, he, I be, I be, I'm sorry. I be looking at like Marcus and Darius and all that. I'm yeah. like, yo, how are y'all coming up with a new word every Sunday? Because you, you, every time you read it, you're going to get a new revelation. But also what happens is every time you're reading it, You've met other people in between, heard things that are going on with people, things have happened in the world. And so now when I read this, you know, I, I get something different. I like literally for me, like I was literally just reading something the other actually matter of fact, on my flight with, uh, you know, in the Bible, they talk about the story of the talents. Yeah. And it was like, you know, a person was given one person was given five uh, 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 talents. One person was given two. One person was given one. And I'm not going to go through the whole verse, but. It was based, matter of fact, let me see if I can find it. I'm gonna tell you exactly the the revelation that I had on it. Which you've been spending a lot of time in the Bible lately. Yeah, man. Or how often? Man, I try to every day, bro. Every day. Because I every last events, every time you've been speaking for about the last three, four times <laughs> you on the stage, gotcha. you Look. uh put you you bring the a word in. Check it out. Look, all right, yeah. But you guys, you know, man, I try to what I've been on. And maybe we could even do this together, but I try to do like a, a, ch a chapter day in Proverbs because Proverbs is like the book of wisdom, yeah. you know, because Solomon is, you know, one of the wisest people. But anyway, what I like about Solomon is that no matter what religion a person is from, historically, history tells us that Solomon was a real person. Right. So people can debate about everything yeah. else, but like Solomon is considered to be just if you just look up history, right. he was a real king. He was a real person. Yeah. So people can't deny that fact. Hey, sorry to stop the episode. I know you're probably wondering, Neil, I always see you with that brand on. How can I be a part of it? How can I get the official gear of every entrepreneur in the world? What I need you to do is go to newageceos.com so you can get your gear. We got something for women. We got something for men. We got something for spring. We got something for fall. We got something for women. We want to make sure you have the official gear of every entrepreneur in the world. Go to newageceos.com. Yeah. But it's, it's a really good book. Hey, sorry to stop the episode. I know you're probably wondering, Neil, I always see you with that brand on. How can I be a part of it? How can I get the official gear of every entrepreneur in the world? What I need you to do is go to newaceos.com so you can get your gear. We got something for women. We got something for men. We got something for spring. We got something for fall. We got something for winter. We want to make sure you have the official gear of every entrepreneur in the world. Go to newaceos.com. Anyway, the storyteller in, in this, this thing, it says, he gave five talents, one, two to another, one to another, according to which each... According to his own ability. So that's the, that's the leadership principle right there because it's like, all right, um, he gave them talents, something to manage, but it was based on what they could do, right. their ability. All right, that was the first part. And then he says, then the guy that gave it away, uh, he went abroad. And then the first word after that says, immediately the one who received the five talents went and did business with them and he gained five more. And then it says, likewise, the one who received the two, two more. But the slave. So here's what happened. A leader came and gave them a responsibility. And the person that got five talents, immediately, he went. So it was no procrastination. And then it said the second person they gave it to, 
immediately, likewise, which means he did the same thing. And then the one that he gave the one to, it said, but. So he didn't do what they did. Right. So what happens is there's sometimes in leadership, I always ask people this question. It's like, are you a person that's being um, like things are being worked around or things are being worked through? Mm. And meaning like, you know how it is in business. Like if you, if you go to somebody in your team and when you go to them, they get the job done, well, you can keep going to them. But what happens if you like, man, every time I get this person something, I feel like I need to do it myself. Right. Eventually you start working around that person because they don't move to action. They don't do things fast enough. And so I always tell people is like, you know, there's some situations or opportunities you may be missing out on because of how you handle or mishandle a previous situation because you're not responding the right way. And so there's some people that are in positions that they don't even realize they're being worked around instead of being worked through. Wow. And so my whole goal is man, in any environment, I want you to give me the most talents. Why? Because I'm a, I'm going to work it the way it's supposed to be worked. Right. And I want everything, all the growth I wanted to be through me instead of like, nah, I can't, I can't get this to Justin. But how you fix that around. though? How do you, do you even go fit? Cause you're saying you, I have people on my team that I go around, but how do we fix it? So you can go through. Is that That's a where the growth plan comes in? Because okay. if, if I'm now, what's I'm, entitled in the growth plan? How growth do you plan set is one like, of these up? Like give you an example. Like uh, in my business, I always, I have an audio of the month. Yeah, and so I'm giving them something to listen to, but I'm also training on it throughout the month. I'm gonna talk about it. Y'all listen to this month. Um, this one is um, it's uh, it's a it's a new business that we just launched. So it's it's your it's Jim Rohn, your first year in network marketing. Okay. Or oh no, it's Jim Rohn building your network marketing business. Yeah, I don't care what you listen to, the gym. It's the yeah, it's that it's, game. It's really good though. Yeah. You should actually listen to it. It's on yeah. it's on Apple Music, but it's a, it's called uh. Building your network marketing business. Got it. it talks about the law of averages and building a business. Yeah. It talks about, you know, you probably heard some of the this, the Principles. clips of the speech. Yeah. So, and it applies to every business. But now when I'm talking to somebody, when they're going through their business, they're like, yeah, okay, I see this. And then when I'm talking to them, I'm like, hey, I mean, you like you heard what it was talking about in the audio. Now I'm checking to see if you're doing the growth plan. Right. Because I'm going to talk to you about stuff that's in the growth plan. Yeah. And now, guess what? When I'm training on this to the group, there, there should be a, a, a change in you as a person by listening to this information over time. So, um, you know, like my assistant is amazing, but at the beginning she wasn't. And guess what? I wasn't amazing with her because right. that was my first time having an assistant. And so I had to learn, okay, man, let me talk to some people. What are some things y'all do with your teams? And it's like, okay. And then she starts, she's actually come to events with me and she's yep. taking notes with me. Why? Because I have to grow, but guess what? The team has to grow as well too. And so you put in place the, your personal growth plan, which is like, okay, am I reading the audio? They, uh, am I reading a book every day? Am I, you know, I try to listen to 30 minutes to an hour a day on leadership, um, something spiritually, um, and just maybe something I'm just interested in outside of that. Maybe it's so audio a day, book a day. Yep. I, I just, I would try to, I would tell a person, just try to spend an hour on developing yourself. Yeah. Because sometimes like I've, sometimes it's on, I got critical conversations I got to have. I'm saying, okay, how do I do this right? Yeah. Now let me study. I may spend 45 minutes on that because I got some conversations coming up that I want to make sure I handle the right way. I may be looking deeper on communication one day or, or personalities another day or just, just some generic leadership stuff that, you know, I, I want to listen to. Um, that's my plan. But then the other one is, what am I intentionally doing to grow my team? Like, mm. you know, it's one thing I for you to buy down. a book for yourself. But like, I like there, um, there was a book by uh, Stephen Covey's son. Uh, 
It was called something. That's my guy too. That's one of my first books I read. Seven yeah. Habits of Highly Effective yeah. People, bro. His son wrote a book. Show. It was something on trust. And literally, bro, I, I bought, I bought fifty of those books. And when leaders came to the house or I'm traveling, I give them a book and I write some words in it. Yeah. And I'm and I'm sewing into their life. So now, person like man, this person, I did two things there. One, I just sewed into somebody's life. Yeah. How many times do people give people books? Yeah. How many times what, people? What you say? What What did you say for your team? What is it called? Um, the one, the audio for this month? No, 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 I, no. You told me part of the growth plan, something with your team. I want to write. Oh, it's, 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 I'm, I'm intentionally giving steps to my team to grow. So it's, whether it's an audio, whether it's a book, um, and what I try to do is I try to give my team the same experiences I'm getting. And so I'm reading, my mentor told me to read a book on trust. I'll try to give the, if it applies to people, sometimes yeah. it's stuff that, you know, we're, we're giving that it may not apply to a new person, but if it's something that. They can use right now. I'm like, hey, look, this is what I'm reading. You should be reading this. I just realized I don't have a growth plan for yeah, like with my company. How are you developing your team? Yeah. How, not, like, I mean, we're deve- but not. I got to get more intentional about yeah. that. So, so here, a book I would recommend. I recommend to all leaders is um, when I got a leadership book, they should they should get. But the the first one is John Maxwell, developing the leader within you. Mm. That was the first book I read. Yeah, and then. So I would start at the beginning, I would start all your leaders off with that, right? Like, hey, man, developing the leader within you. Because we remember what we said, before you can lead other got people, it. you got to lead yourself. Yep. And then for like your 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 managers or your people that lead other people, the second book you give them is de- developing the leaders around you. Mm. So I would, I would give you that book too, developing the leaders around you, because now it's showing you how do I, how do I grow the leaders that I have? How do I intentionally? So check listen, this out. Why, listen, why y'all listening? Please be, I'm sitting here. <laughs> I'm taking notes. Like, I'm serious. Uh, note takers are money makers, man. Developing the leaders around you. Sorry, yeah. Developing the leaders around you. And and so what happens is there's two there's two ways you can grow a team in a business. You can attract leaders or you can develop them. Yeah. Right? And so I, I call it the, the team that you're developing, I call it like your farm team. The team that you develop, they're always going to stay with you the longest. Yeah. The, the, if you look at like uh, LeBron. His hardest decision was leaving the team that drafted him. Right. Because he went through everything with them. Yeah. They, you know, and even he left and then he came back. Because it was still, it was still this feeling Something that he can't go. But guess what? After you leave one time, after you leave the farm team, now you start seeing people just hop around, hop around, hop around, hop around, hop around. But the hardest team to leave typically is that first it, one. Is the team that helped you to develop and grow the most. And so how can you make your company the place that people grow the most? It's like people stay around me a lot of times. They're like, man, I'm growing so much being around you. You know, like if you're a videographer, if you if you do graphics, like you're not, you're going to get good at graphics, but you're going to get better as a man. You're going to get better as a woman. You're going to get better as a father and a husband and all that kind of stuff because I want you to be intentional about growing as a person. Now when you go to another job and it's just a job, like, man, it's different though. Like, man, I felt, man, we was really growing. I was growing as a, the inner Justin, not just the, the person that's just making a little bit more in a check. And so the the farm team that you develop are the people that's going to be with you so much longer than if you just hire somebody that's good. Like there's a lot of people that you can hire that's good, but we were just talking about it. If I just hire just, you, you don't care the same. You weren't in the trenches the same. We didn't we didn't start this thing and we you know you was making a thousand a month. Now you made two thousand a month. Now you get five thousand a month because the company's growing. Yeah. Like you are part of that growth. The the farm team is the best. But here's the thing: you want to have both. You want to get your team to where. You know, you can attract people. I think what's great about what's happening in this economy right now is, you know, people are looking at, you know, I think it was 
Amazon's firing 10,000 people and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, unfortunately for the people that work at Amazon, I know that's a bad thing, but man, it's a great time. Why? I mean, there's some small businesses that you've got some of the top people that you're going to be able to hire in the world that were at a, a high paying company. Wow. I didn't even think about that. It's like, man, the, oh, people man. from Twitter. Listen, Google. If I got a software company, I'm small mom and pop, man. I might want to invest some of the resources if I've been smart with my money or I've got assets that I say, okay, man, can I invest this into a person that, guess what? Last year, mm. I wouldn't even been able to hire them. Mm. Last year, they were grateful. They were happy where they were at and they wouldn't even think about the opportunity. Now they're unemployed. Man, can we hire them? Yeah. Now, and then can we bring some of those experiences and that, that experience that you brought over, that you got in this company over here? Can you bring it to mind? Or, you know, maybe if I'm at one of those companies that I did get laid off of, can I now take what I've learned and do something for myself and create a different environment. Yeah. And so it's, it's a, you know, there, it's a double sided coin. Every time there's something negative that's happened, there's a positive side of it. And so people can get caught up in this recession and say, man, wait a minute. We about to be able to get some of the top people in the world. They're free now. Yeah. Man, let's, let's see what we can make happen. Cause who, who are they probably gonna get rid of? It, this is funny. I'm, I'm going to say this too. This is the, the dynamic about traditional business that a lot of people don't understand. On your balance sheet as a business owner, you've got assets and liabilities. Yep. What a lot of people don't understand is, as a business owner, your your uh, wages and your payroll is on the liability side of your balance sheet. Wow. So when companies want to become more profitable, what do they do? Yeah. They're going to go to the thing that's costing them the most. What is it? Labor. Yeah. So we're going to cut labor costs because that's what we're spending the most money on. Yep. That's why companies always cut jobs first because that's where they spend the most money. Now, if I'm an employee that's, and I'm not knocking a job, my goal is to make as much as possible. Right. <laughs> and so when I make as much as possible, I actually become a liability. Like, it shouldn't be this way because as an employee. Say it again. You go, as an employee, your goal is to make as much as possible. Yeah, like think about it. As a business owner, you're trying to get as much possible out of a person why not having to pay them as much as possible? Like to an extent, you know what I'm saying? Like you're probably not trying to pay somebody 50,000 a month, but the person that has a job is like, man, how can I make more at what I'm doing? And so naturally there is a conflict of interest because as an employee, if I work for Neo, I'm trying to make as much as possible. If I'm Neo, I'm trying to pay as little as possible for this job. I want to pay somebody that's effective for this job, but not have to pay them as much it's, it's, it, should, it should be a meet in the middle, right? Yep. But what I'm saying is, on the balance sheet, as an employee, sometimes we feel like we're the asset to the company. Like they can't get rid of me. Right. Not knowing that on their financials, we're on the liability side. Right. That's not what the company looks at and says, okay, all right, this is valuable right here. It should be that way because it's people. Yeah. However, that's not what it is. That's why I say when people start understanding this, they start looking at business differently because now it makes sense when companies go through financial situations, the first thing they do is lay people off. They're not going to initially start, you know, stop buying stuff like for the company equipment and stuff. It's like, hey, man, we need to cut. If we if we could save 30 percent on payroll, man, that's our money right there. Yeah. Now, guess what? Those people that got fired, their workload now goes to everybody else that's left. Why? Because the people that's left is like, man, I'm grateful to be here. So, yeah, I'm going to take on so-and-so's job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get cut next. Yeah. You see what I'm yeah. saying? And so and, and so the company says, man, we just got the same production and laid off 10,000 people. Wow. Dang. And we're still in business. That's different. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about all of that. Yeah. Yeah, wow. But, but the opportunity for people is, if I'm a business owner now, can I go attract? Top talent. Top talent. That's what the, And that, that goes back to the leadership discount. thing. And guess what? 
if my environment is right, that superstar will say, man, I could come here and I could help this grow and I could be a part of the farm team over here with my experiences. Right. How are you managing? Because a lot of your organization is virtual, mm-hmm. meaning they're not coming to a physical Look, is the growth plan the only thing that's keeping them in alignment with just like, yo, I like to go give a role. So mm-hmm. I had a meeting the other day with my team on a call, 30, 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yo, do this. I literally told everybody what to go do. Everybody got it. We got it. Two days later, I had to do the same as that call. Mm-hmm. I said, why am I getting back on a call? Everybody said they had these. Ro- mm-hmm. Like that just really irritated me. Like yeah. very like. I just had this conversation yeah. with y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm coming back to, like, do you got to keep telling people things? Do you got accountability? Um, and for me, that's where the development of leaders comes in, because eventually um, you're going to develop some people that would take their responsibility serious. Now, here's the other thing. You know, a lot of us are taught. We talk about, you know, attracting leaders and developing them. But um, sometimes you got to get rid of people, too. You know, and that's that's a conversation that needs to be had. A lot of times people are like, listen, if we got to find a way to get this done, you know what I'm saying? Because if we all take an hour out of our time to do something, we got to make sure when we come back, at least some progress or something has been made on this. And those are conversations sometimes you got to have one on one. One of the mistakes I used to make, Neo, um, when I first started my company, I had I had a call center and I used to have these big team meetings, but I was only really talking to one person. So I would have a meeting about being on time when it was really just one person that was being late. Right. So I would waste everybody's time talking about, hey, guys, we need to be timely when it was really one or two people that was having a situation. So what I learned is I need to have group conversations with everybody about things that we need to discuss. But if you slipping, I just need to have that conversation with you. Mm, Right. So now I'm not wasting everybody else's time, but I'm also letting you know, because in this conversation, I can let you know, hey, listen, you know, we had a call two days ago and, you know, I didn't see anything. I, I need to make sure the next time we have another conversation that that's not going to be the case. Okay. And then it don't stop there. Okay. So what are, what's, what's going to happen? We're going to have another call on Tuesday. What's going to happen between now and Tuesday to make sure that doesn't happen. Right. And then now you got to give me this stuff. Oh, I'm going to do this. Okay, cool. And then are you going to send me something Sunday to make sure and send me updates? So by the time we get together on Tuesday, so now we start putting in place things to make sure it's like, you know, they say you inspect what you expect to make sure that we're not going to have the same mm, conversation. You inspect what you expect. Yeah. Let me get that. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but it's like, it's like, man, I'm not, we, I, how do we make sure we're not going to have the same conversation? Like, and here's the thing, man, I don't, I don't, I never mind people making mistakes, especially if they were trying, Yeah. but, but not, not taking action, not moving. That goes back to that talent story of like the person that had the one talent. Look, I'm going to go, I'm going to check it out. This is so it's so good, man. It's really good the way this thing broke this thing. Hey, down. you might turn and be a pastor in the future, hey, brother. Man, it's just pr- spiritual principles. Here, mm-hmm. Here's what he said. All right, so after a long time, it says after a long time, the master of the slaves came back, settled the accounts. And he this said, is Proverbs? This is Matthew 25. Okay. Matthew 25, like 13 through 25. All right, so check this out. Let me listen to what he says. We're going to translate it to today's world. All right, so. The, the guy who had five talents came forward and he says, Master, you tr- you entrust me with five talents. See, I've gained five talents more. He said, well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful over a few things. I will point you over many things. So he said, hey, man, you gave me five talents. I doubled it. He said, cool, man, listen, you doubled that. Guess what? I'm going to give you more now. The guy that received two talents said, Master, you entrust me with two talents. I got two talents more. He said, hey, you gave me two. I doubled that. He said, hey, man, uh, well, good. 
uh, well done, good and faithful slave. You are faithful over a few things. I will appoint you over many things. So there's a lesson. If you get a little bit of responsibility and you execute on it, you'll get more, right? But then it says, finally, the slave that received one, he said, Master, I knew you to be demanding uh, reaping where you did not sow and gathering what you did not winnow. So I, I, I went afraid. I was afraid, and I hid the talent into the ground. Here's back the one talent. Mm. So here's here's what he tried to do. He tried to say, "Hey man, listen, I, I know how you are, and you don't really like." So he's 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 trying to use make an excuse on why he didn't do anything. Mm. That's how that's how I tied it up. It's like because some people read it a little differently. But I I changed the voice because like, hey man, I know how you be doing. You know how people are like, man, you was busy, so yeah. I didn't really want to bother you with yeah. it. So you, I was busy. You didn't want to bother me with something that was important. So you decided to do nothing. Mm. And that's what he said. He said, I, I knew how you were, so I just put it in the ground because, and, and here's what he said. He said, uh, in the reply, the master said, wicked and sluggish slave, you knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not winnow? So then you should have deposited my money with the bankers, and on my coming back, I would have received it with interest. So he's saying, hey, listen, if you really thought I was the way that you thought I was, you could at least gave it to the bank. And they would have at least gave you some type of return on it if you right. if what you're saying is true. Right. Then you would have at least done this. And so how I look at it is like there's people that's like, man, well, I don't want to bother you. I don't want to do this. Or I didn't do this because I didn't want to make no mistakes. Yeah, but that, that's no excuse for doing nothing. Why? Right. Because what happened is, here's what it said. The guy that did nothing, he said, therefore, take the talent away from him and give it to the one who has 10. So I'm gonna take the responsibility away from you and give it to the person that already had a lot of responsibilities, mm. and you and you're eliminated from the situation. So what happens is if you don't do if you don't do something with the little bit that was given you, you're not gonna keep the little bit. That's gonna be taken away from you too. Mm. And so how I looked at it, it was like, man, so many things in this. It's like one, the guy that got the five talents. Did he get the five talents because he had already executed on things before? So he just knew he could trust them with more. Right. The same thing with the two. And the guy that had one, this was his test period. And his test period was, hey, let's see how you respond. And once he saw that he didn't handle it the right way, he said, okay, I can't give you no more responsibility. Mm. And that's, I think that's that's a double-fold lesson. It's like one, from a leadership standpoint, entrusting the right people and figuring out who to give responsibilities to. Yeah, okay? that's important. And then, and then the other side is if, if I'm in that situation, I don't want to be the guy with the one talent that's making excuses, that doesn't execute because I may not get another shot. Are you are you analyzing? Could you just say something about giving people um, roles? Are you analyzing everybody's disassessment, their strengths, or with anybody that come in the organization? Or are you kind of like you see how they operate and then you give them roles based on like one of my team members, Janice. Mm-hmm. So I know if I give her a role, she want the role in advance. Mm-hmm. She don't like to rush it. She yeah. won't make it done right. But she's going to go do it. I'm like, hey, set up this event. It was done. It was set up by the next day. I'm talking. She's yep. going to just give her the role. Yep. Done. Yep. Um, but I never read her disassessment or nothing. I just realized, oh, that's how she liked the op. So I'm starting to learn how se- several people on my team operate so I can give them roles mm-hmm. that they are powerful. Yeah, what I would do is I, I had definitely try to go through people's personality assessment because once you get their personalities, you Why understand. is that important for somebody listening? Because I just learned about personality assessments for my actual relationship with my wife. And yeah, that, yeah, no. that helped me. Oh, bro, it's it's everything. Yeah. It's literally everything. Like I teach on it a lot um, because once I understand how to best give you the information, 
then I know how to deliver it in a way it'll get done. So like that personality that you're talking about with her, she's a person that you're going to have to take the time to sit down and explain everything to her. Which if you're a person that's on the go all the time, that may be tough. You'd be like, yo, just you we want to just be able to say go do it. But that's not her personality type. Yeah, her not. personality she type is hey, me, tell me in. what you want. But guess what though? When you tell her, you don't have to tell her again. No, nope. You see what I'm saying? So nope. so that's a pro. Like, okay, I do have to spend the time and I do have to sit down maybe 30 minutes and break. Okay, I want this here. They're they're probably not gonna innovate too much, but they would do exactly what you say. And it's gonna get done. Man, that's that's a powerful person to have. But then there's some people that's like, listen, I just need to tell you. Hey, I want to have an event at this spot, and and then they eventually they'll get to a point where they develop it. But that that comes with working with people over a period of time. Like mm-hmm. the first time me and my uh, me and Audrey we did an event together, I literally had to walk her through everything. Hey, look, this is how we find the venue. This is how we do this. This is how we do that. This this is how we set everything up. Guess what? The second event, she did some of the stuff, and I was still checking in. By the third event, I ain't got to check no more because I was doing it. But sometimes what people forget in a leadership standpoint. They forget that they still had to teach people one time. Mm. Like we'd be like, okay, I hire somebody. Hey, go do this. But did you ever show them how to do it? Right. I had to show you. I had to equip you. Like one of a, a leader's jobs is to equip the people. It's not just to tell them, but did I did I effectively equip you? Did I give you the tools that was necessary to complete the job? Did I did I put you in the environment where you could get the job done? And then if I did that. Now I gotta say, okay, a lot of times what I do is, hey, what's up? You're looking at this video because you are enjoying the episode. What I need you to do right now, I need you to like, subscribe, and share this episode. Listen to this episode, you probably understand having one source of income is too close to none. And as one of the wealthiest people in the world, Warren Buffett says, if you don't find a way to make money in your sleep, you will work until you die. With that being said, I am finally exposing the industry to this very unique, very secretive way to make money in real estate that no one is talking about. No, I'm not talking about wholesaling. No, I'm not talking about fixing flips. No, I'm not talking about rehabs, right? No, I'm not talking about flipping contracts. I'm talking about event spaces. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to go ahead and show you for $300, I'm going to waive that $300 fee and give you access to my free masterclass where I'm going to show you how to find your own location. I'm going to show you how to fund your own location. I'm going to show you how to automate this entire process. The same process that I help hundreds and hundreds of people do, I'm now pulling back the curtains. I'm going to help you do the same thing. So what I want you to do right now, go to event space masterclass.com right now. Go ahead and register. And as soon as you're done, Go back to the episode. Once again, go to eventspacemasterclass.com. I will see you in our next class. Below, I'm not going to ask you for anything on this episode other than share this with a friend. My goal is literally for this to be one of the most impactful, one of the most powerful podcasts there are that moves people into action and takes people from where they are to where they want to be. And one other favorite I want to ask, can you leave in the comments below at least two to three different comments on your biggest takeaways, which you're loving the most, and one thing that you're going to do to push yourself closer to your goals and your dreams. So again, thank you so much for tapping in. Get back to the episode. I'll do it for somebody. I'll do it. They watch. Then they'll do it. I watch. And then guess what? Now they can go do it. Mm. And then eventually they'll be able to do it and teach somebody else. And then keep that process going. You see what I'm yeah. saying? That's what. That's why companies have operating uh, uh, policies where it's like, okay, this is how we train people to do this. How we? It's like, man, this it's it's a way to duplicate things intentionally. Yeah. Like, so so the important that yeah the, the personality piece is important for that because now I understand how to move each and every single personality 
in a way that it, I can make sure they receive it. That's why franchises work. Yeah. yeah. They got system. Yeah, I was just watching uh, the founder again, and they uh, at the time, they called it the speedy system yeah. that they created. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's how they duplicate. Yeah, all yeah. the time. And I do it, man. I, even now, like, you know, you got the podcast. I got the podcast. Bro, we're doing the same thing. Hey, look, the, this is the the, the what we're going to be doing for every episode. Yeah. Type this out. Doing this, this, yep. this, this, this. All right. So everybody go through this checklist. Make sure we ain't missing nothing. Yeah. By this time. Then, then guess what? By, by 90 days of us doing this, we should have a system that works that anybody can just grab and be like, okay, this is what we know. Plug into. Yep. And I'm telling you, man, for anyone listening, like, make sure you are documenting what your staff do. Because if somebody leave, you want to be able to pick right up, like, pick right back up. It's like nothing ever happened. Yeah. And guess what? Or even if they stay. Yeah. Because eventually they're going to have to train somebody. Like, remember, the, the goal is for people to grow. So I always teach people, hey, listen, we need to be documenting this. Because eventually somebody's going, maybe it's a year from now, maybe it's five years from now. They're going to probably do what you're doing. Even even like uh like D Rock, the guy that does uh Gary V stuff, mm-hmm. he was his personal guy for a long time and he still is. But guess what? Now D Rock manages other videographers. Yep. And so he wasn't thinking like, oh man, I don't want to teach nobody else because no, but now because he can teach somebody else, now he's in charge of the whole I saw he made a post the other day. He's hiring people now for Gary V. Wow. You see, but this was a guy, but guess what? He, this is a guy that started off working for free for yep. Gary V. Yep. Then he worked his way up. Now he then he was his main guy. Then he was putting into content. Then they start working with two or three video. You know what I'm saying? So now he started growing. Like a lot of people, man, they start developing people and they stay with them. And now it's like, man, now this guy went from just being a free videographer to, I mean, he's running the whole digital side of his business. How? He served his way in. He leveled up. And then he decided, okay, you know what? Let me start figuring out how we're going to do this thing consistently so now I can manage that. Because now we got to put out so much content. Well, I can't be the only person that can do this because it's the information in your role is not that like there's videographers everywhere, graphic designers everywhere, speakers everywhere. Like your difference is not in just knowing how to do something. The difference is in scale. And can I teach somebody to do even if it's not 100 percent of what I can do, 50 percent, because now we can grow. Mm. Hey, listen, on this episode, I want to take, and I know y'all going to see ads, but I got to take a quick commercial break and just acknowledge JL because a lot of people don't know. Like, I'm one of the owners of New Age CEOs. Y'all see it with the gear on, actually Circle CEOs. He actually the designer of all the clothes. (laughs) Like, this dude, wild with the designs. But we got a brand, y'all, New Age CEOs. You go to newageceos.com. And uh, I'm just excited to be an owner. It's the official gear of every entrepreneur Thanks. in the world. Like, I wear it pretty much every day. He wears it every day. Um, but I was able to, and I share this, I was able to get in that business because I was wearing a brand. I was repping a yeah, brand. I was supporting. being a resource, mm-hmm. player, not asking for no discounts, no deals. Yeah. And then J.O. came with an opportunity where I was able to be a partner. So. Yeah. I need people to know kind of that story how you talked about D-Rock. Like, just because you start at a level don't mean you're going to finish at that level. Correct, yeah. And, and here's the thing, bro. People will hear that story and they'll go try to do it someplace else. But that's the thing. It's nothing wrong with trying it. But it's like you weren't, you wasn't doing that to try to get that. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You were just doing that. Like, man, I, I bought so many people clothes and support so many people's stuff. And they're like, if somebody came with me, I would have to look at it. It would have to make sense. But I was doing it because it was just. you wanted to. Genuine, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. The same thing with you, and I was like, man, this guy's really rocking the brand. Like he's like he run the brand, so yeah. like you know, let me yeah. let me talk to him. And it was still a conversation. Hey, yeah. man, look, this this is where we are. This is where we want to grow. Yeah. And I know we we got some fly stuff that's gonna be coming next year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because it's a great message. But it's like you have to find an environment that you're willing to serve in. You know, and 
any environment I'm in, bro, whatever I'm getting paid, I always try to add more to it. Yeah. And like, okay, all right, this is what I'm getting, but man, I'm going to add so much value over here. Um, even like the company I'm in now is like, okay, people can recruit people because I'm in the company. Yeah. They'll use Justin being a part of the company as a way to be able to enroll people into the company. Your, your value should be beyond just yourself. And that's what you did here. It's like, yeah. hey, man, let me let me support the brand. Let me, let me, uh, you, you, you invited me on a call one time and then you bought shirts for people. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, this guy, and, he, and you didn't ask me for no discount for yeah, it either. Yeah, it wasn't like, yeah, hey, man, yeah. can I get 25 shirts for my inner circle? It was yeah. like, as soon as it was done, I saw an order. It was like maybe a thousand dollars or 1200. I don't forget what it was. I was like, oh, man, this dude came on the call. I served on the call. But guess what? How many times have I went on somebody's stuff and never, they never did anything? Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, man, this is a, this is a guy that really rocked with the brand. Yeah. Same thing with Jason. Jason was the first influencer that I got. That he just wore it, and man, he first time he wore it, we had made like eight hundred dollars of sales. I was like, oh snap! And he just kept wearing it. I was like, man, this dude, he might as well just be a part of it. And we sat down, had a similar conversation, and so yeah. people recognize that stuff, man. They really yeah. do. Yeah. And uh, you know, so I, I appreciate you, you know, not only for that, but also just the value that you bring because you yeah. do bring value beyond just hey, I'm a, I'm a post and I'm gonna just wear it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's relationships. It's, it's 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 helping out with things on the back end. That, that becomes just a value add. It wasn't just you wearing a shirt. Right. Yeah. That was a value. It was yeah. the expertise and the skills that you yeah. had on the other side. And I think I think more people need to be able to operate in that way. Yeah. And I mean, if they did, I mean, it's game changer, yeah. bro. Like, Especially if you have value. Yeah. As a person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you have value as a person, it just it just makes you more valuable in any environment you go to. And I think you talked about the employee earlier about being on a balance sheet as a liability. I think anybody who is uh, working for someone, you should be trying to figure out how can I make me almost indispensable. Like, how can I be the asset? Yeah, like, like how do I go from man? Listen, if I le- you need me, yeah. like I want to be that person. Mm-hmm. If I'm working for somebody, I want to be that person. Yo, this dude adds so much value. He's such a great resource. I'm all in with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's and that's the that's the mindset of a leader. Is like, man, I'm going to become so valuable because I'm growing the company. I'm growing myself. I'm grow- even if it's just your group. You're, you're uh, the the the, te- the team of people that you're over. Even if you're not the owner, like everybody that's watching may not be an owner of a company. You may be a manager inside of a, an environment. Well, instead of trying to, like a lot of people, they approach a situation like, man, I'm trying to protect my seat. Yeah. Well, that's not a good spot to be in. Yeah. Because what what if your seat's eliminated? Facts. You you want to be able to say, man, I've helped ten people get to my seat. Yeah. Guess what? You help a lot of people get to where you are. The company's going to realize, man, that person right there. We need to put them over here because we if they could do. What they did here with the whole company, oh man, it'll be a game changer. Overwhelmed. That's how you that's how you start to elevate. Yeah. Well, bro, man, thank you so much for coming Absolutely, on, man. Bro. A whole lot of gems. <laughs> Again, I get the opportunity to hit them up, y'all, and get yeah. coaching on leadership. Let everybody know where they could tap in, what you find. Y'all know you got books, yeah. We got, yeah, we got leadership books. Um, you can catch me on New Age CEO, uh, yeah. New Age CEO uh, uh, on Instagram. Uh, my website is justinmowens.com. Um, we got a new company we just launched, Envision You. Yeah. And so if Fire, anybody's looking, crazy. yeah, you, anybody's looking for a network marketing way to get in, yeah. y- you know, we sign got up through leaders. me though. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, we'll have an affiliate link. Yeah, out yeah, here. yeah. But it's, it's a great, me. it's a great way for a person to get in entry level. Yeah, you know, in business. Yep. And 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 get some of those leadership skills while you're still doing other stuff that you want to be indispensable. Doing. Indispensable. It's yeah. it's like a I I tell people it's like a country club for entrepreneurs because you get a chance to get in part of an environment of people that are successful in so many other capacities in their life. But you can come over here and learn the communication skills, learn how to be a better presenter. People like Justin, how, how do you speak so well? 
Man, that's because I did thousands of presentations over the last few years. It just like I could just do this stuff all the time, but it don't happen by accident. Yeah. So it's a great, Intention. it's a great, yeah, it's a great um, place to do that. Of course, newhcos.com for the the clothing brand. Y'all see it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man. So uh, you know, and then we got the podcast, the, the Run and Play Show. We, yeah. we launched that uh, here, so you guys get a chance. Well, to uh, that. When they drop every Tuesday, people yeah, every check Tuesday, out your YouTube. Yeah. We're on YouTube. Uh, Justin Owens. Run the Play Show. Run the Play yeah, Show. Run the Play Show got with it. Justin yeah. Yep, so they hey, catch me there. Y'all better tap into his network, y'all. Oh, powerful. So thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode. Make sure y'all just tap in. Goal is to keep bringing you the best guests in the world to help you elevate. So let's get it. Let's go.